What's going on, fam? Welcome to the Get the Bag podcast, episode 24. What's up? What's up? I'm your host, Gladia Castro. Got my co host, Tim Park. We up in here. Uh, quick reminder, guys drop your comments, questions in the chat throughout the conversation. We love to get some uh, engagement. Uh, you know, happy to help any way we can. Uh, and of course, don't forget to show the show some love, hit subscribe, hit like, hit those reminders, follow us on IG at get underscore the bag podcast and uh we'll get it rolling today's episode i think will be really interesting uh in that you know a lot of people don't really know how to leverage their relationships with cash buyers um hedge funds family offices you name it and how it's super beneficial in your real estate business so we're going to dig a little deep into what's worked for us kind of how we you know, when we initially got started, what did that process look like? Um, so it'll be really fun. I think a lot of people will t- take a lot out of this. Um, so Tim, why don't you tell me how kind of starting with the your first question, how did you find your first buyer on your first deal? Like kind of walk us through that. Yeah. So when I first got into the real estate investing was, um, you know, kind of how we were taught, like how to you know, once you get the deal locked up, now it's trying to find um, a buyer or a fix and flipper in that area that would like to actually acquire that property. So um, I did the traditional way, like, you know, try to do Facebook marketplace, try to do, you know, just post it out. And I didn't get any, a lot of traction on that. Mm. And I felt like, okay, there has to be uh, a better way. And what I did was I uh, actually purchased the list too. So um, there's this website out there. I think we'll list it in the uh, description on this video, but um, real estate network or wealth network. And uh, yeah. you could buy a buyer's list off of that. And what I did was um, they have a whole site where you can just type in the address of your property that you locked up and um, you can see what cash buyers are in the area. Um, And one thing um, I've done this uh, in uh, like more deals than uh, even the last deal that I have right now. So Mm -hmm. um, where you do the prop stream hack, right? right? So you, you basically, you look up um, cash buyers around the property that you just locked up and then you just kind of one by one make that list and reach out to them. Um, And then, you know, sometimes you source out LLCs, sometimes you don't, you can actually uh, filter that out as well. But um, yeah, the real estate wealth network is where I found my buyer. I was just calling back and forth, but you know, my deal was, since I had no buyers list, mm-hmm. uh, I felt like, you know, cause usually people get, get a buyer locked up within 24 hours. Right. 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 And, and I was new, so I didn't have that buyer's list. So I felt like, you know, giving me a couple of weeks to lock up a buyer was the best, you know, solution. But if I didn't lock it up, um, you know, I would try to move forward, but you know, yeah. that was my first, like, way of actually getting a buyer was that because I felt like the Facebook marketplace and um, you know, even Craigslist and all that wasn't working for me. And I was just getting a lot of um, maybe Daisy chain people or other wholesalers that wanted to jump in on, on the deal. But you know, that's kind of how, what about you on your first one? Yeah. It's funny. Cause um, I, I, I eventually use the wealth network i think they also have mm-hmm. a, a data a database right like a feed almost like a yep. prop stream where it's like all right these are all the cash buyers in this neighborhood or in the zip code but uh for my first deal i went the traditional way um i found my buyer through uh i think facebook or craigslist i can't remember so i i followed you know being part of uh chris jefferson's program mm-hmm. he kind of talks about like okay i mean when you're starting out and you have no buyers, like you have to literally start from scratch a lot of times, right. which is why we recommend like, Hey, if there's somebody in your uh, area or in the, in the air, if you're doing virtual 
like connect with them because they'll have those, those relationships with buyers already. So you can just JV. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and starting out, I didn't really, uh, I didn't really know that many people or I didn't like feel comfortable just being like, Hey, you, you know, and, and that's maybe like my, my own like issue there, but like, I, I did it all myself. So uh, mm-hmm. after I locked it up, I did the um, email template that I sent out to, um, and this is also another way is people are usually um, going on Facebook groups. So if you're in mm-hmm. a specific market, just type in like, uh, for example, Chattanooga, Tennessee, real estate, uh, and usually all of like the groups will will show up. So I'm able to kind of pick and choose uh, those or be, join all of those groups. And then a lot of times I kind of uh, scan that entire group page for because uh, sometimes uh, this is usually a trick told by wholesalers to do is like, hey, I'm a cash buyer mm-hmm. or um, hey, I have a, this deal like where, um, you know, where are the cash buyers at? And usually people post their emails. Um, so that's what I was doing is I was scoping through those pages and copying those emails and putting them into a spreadsheet or like whatever CRM I was using at the time. Uh, and so I was able to compile like 10 to 15 emails, uh, from people. And I, you know, at this time I was like, Hey, I don't know if they're a real buyer or not, but I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. give it a shot. So I, uh, I took that list that I compiled from the Facebook groups. Uh, I sent an email out. I also created a post in those same Facebook groups uh, to market my deal. Uh, I also posted it on Craigslist because uh, mm-hmm. this took a little bit longer um, to lock up. It took about probably a week um, to, to lock up. And I had some I, I can tell right away, like Daisy Chain and mm-hmm. um, you know people. Um, and, and then maybe there's something we'll elaborate more on things to look out for, um, when like looking for a cash buyer, but I was just new, you know, when you start off, you don't really know what you're doing. Like you're just Mm -hmm. like failing forward. You're just, you're just going through like with just connecting with people. So finally, um, they weren't a hedge fund, but they were a big, bigger company. They reached, they reached out, um, and, gave me a, a specific price and I didn't even know back then that I could like negotiate with them either. So whatever <laughs> price they gave me, I was like, all right, cool. Right. Like, you were just happy to have the deal. Yeah. Like, like, Oh my God, they, the, the buyers got back to me. They gave me a number. Um, and then a, not, another buyer came in too, but I think he was mm. actually a wholesaler. Um, and he was like, Oh, we'd have to be at this price. It was way lower. Um, so I went with the other buyer and then I renegotiated with the seller, um, mm-hmm. and got them down. And, uh, that's how, I got my first deal. So, I mean, there's different ways to do it. Um, mm-hmm. It's just taking action and just figuring out. A lot of people will be like, I have to get the process down exactly. Um, it's like, no, use use your network or whoever you have mm-hmm. in this case. Um, I was just kind of starting out. So I kind of wanted to learn the process instead of like right. asking somebody else to, to work with me. Um, right. But yeah, that's how I got mine. That's awesome. Um, I know that like, you know, after your first one, you know, we all kind of were like, oh my gosh, that was, it's, it's an amazing feeling, right? It's you real. Know? You have the check in your hand. Like... Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, at that point, I think I felt like, okay, well, that took me a little bit longer than I wanted to mm. lock up on a buyer. And so I think that propelled me to try to build my uh, buyer's list. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe the, it's the same way with you what was some of the ways maybe that you kind of uh, went forward after your first deal to try to acquire more buyers uh, within your markets? Yeah. So I, uh, with the, the first buyer, she was just really nice. Uh, I tried to just like uh, create a relationship there. Cause mm-hmm. you know, like we talk about this a lot, real estate, it's all about relationships. Yeah. It's all about the long-term vision. You, you can't, and, and this is why people with like integrity, like you, mm-hmm. you have to go a certain way about um, how you handle like your business. So for me, it was like, hey, if I'm like, you know, if we're if we're working together, like that's a way to create like leverage relationships where it's like, hey, I'm looking out for you. You're looking out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was able to create um, some form of a, of a relationship where I was like, hey, I know what you guys are looking for. Let me try to, you know, go ahead and look for deals like that. Uh, and so. I knew I was like, okay, I can't just depend on one buyer because that's something that right. we're taught as well. Uh, but sometimes when you're starting out, it may be helpful to like build that momentum. 
mm-hmm. um, but you still want to venture out. It's like kind of like dating. You're, you're still kind of figuring it out. You can't just put all your eggs in one basket and then you end up being like, well, this wasn't worth it. <laughs> uh, right. You have to kind of like, you know, scope the scene and, and see for yourself. So um, I just kind of was more of like, hey, how can I help you? How can I add value? And then like mm-hmm. anywhere else where it's like, hey, if you need any help, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to send over, you know, whatever deals, you know, what, what like, what are you looking for? Um, mm-hmm. So I was able to do it that way. Uh, virtually uh, is also a little bit tougher as well, because mm-hmm. uh, you have to communicate either through phone calls or whatever. You can't meet, really meet up in person. Um, mm-hmm. But that's always a, where you take it to the next level and you think about the long game, right? Yeah. Like, leveraging relationships because you never know they may bring you something uh you may bring something to them and then it turns into something else um so that's kind of how i went went towards that afterwards and then just kind of doing the same strategies uh that you talked Mm -hmm. about um on um prop stream doing reverse engineering and just reaching out to people um or going on facebook groups and just introducing myself um just stuff like that that people don't talk about. I mean, we talk about on the acquisition side, like building rapport right. with sellers, but it's the same mm-hmm. thing with buyers. They're Absolutely. two of the same in, in a way where it's like, hey, you're building rapport with these buyers, you're adding value. Um, and if they like you, like they'll, you know, they'll want to stick around and, um, you know, work with you. That's the biggest yeah. thing is like, you don't want to get shut down because of uh, some shady stuff that you did for the mm-hmm. instant gratification. So um, I always kind of kept that in mind uh, when, when I came with relation with um, creating relationships with buyers. Uh, mm-hmm. But one thing that I really want to do is like actually meet up with certain buyers. Uh, that's something mm-hmm. I haven't done because in the market I'm in, it's a little bit um, more difficult. Things are kind of scattered. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's people all over the place, but uh, like actually like meeting up like for coffee lunch mm-hmm. stuff like that i know you've kind of done that so I'm, i'd be curious to see like how you went from um you know connecting with somebody on, over the phone or email to like actually meeting them in person to see like right how that right went. yeah it was funny because my the second deal that i got was from uh the contractor general contractor from my first deal mm-hmm. right and um how that came about was that my first deal had a tenant in there so the contract was contingent on the tenant leaving Mm -hmm. so um the tenant was out and we did a final inspection and they had brought investors realtor had brought the general contractor and we kind of sidebarred after the tour of the house and everything was good realtor said you know we'll we'll close escrow starting tomorrow and I just got to talking to the general contractor afterwards and mm-hmm. she had left already. And I just told her, I told him what I did and, you know, how I find these properties in this area. And he goes, well, if you find any more properties, I'd love to be in, you know, on that list uh, you send these properties to. I was like, yeah, that'd be great. You know? And he said, I said, are you f- fixing and flipping on your own? He goes, yeah, absolutely. He goes, you know, these investors hire me to, you know, flip the house, but I do some on, on the side as well. Mm. And I was like, great. So that's how we got to talking. And, and he actually bought my second deal. Like, so that was, so that was, it was pretty cool. Um, uh, uh, Just networking that way, just, you know, by telling, you know, the general contractor what I do and how I get the deals and all this. So um, that was really cool, but yeah, it, it, that is it. I mean, it's like you, you try to, um, you know, I think a lot of people just like, you know, you go through that process and you don't think about, you know, talking to the people that might can get you another buyer or they might be a buyer themselves. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's why I always say, you know, you got to talk to you kind of everybody because you just don't know when your next deal where the next deal is going to come from or your where your next buyer is going to come from Um, right i I love that i love that um it's just kind of taking advantage of uh just just talking just Mm -hmm. just using that as an opportunity Uh, and i think people and hey i'm one of those people i'm like i don't i'm not much of a talker uh, as it mm-hmm. is, like even in social events, <laughs> like um, my ass gets tired. I'm like, yeah. all right, 
yeah. time time to leave this party um, but funny. it's a, you know there's a, definitely a way to to do it where it's like mm -hmm. you're not considering you know how, how anything is benefiting you but it's like hey sure. i mean it's as easy as just saying uh you know sometimes i know people that you know are wearing real estate gear and they're like hey what do you do and you, you know that's mm -hmm. how you kind of get a conversation so it's just really uh getting your they call it the elevator pitch like mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. do you do in 10 seconds like how like practicing right. that like talking exactly. a lot of people don't um because again it's it's the long real estate is a long game it's all like relationships so if people mm -hmm. were to ask you what you do can you answer it in 10 seconds like, exactly yeah absolutely i mean i mean just in in the way so you don't want to be like yeah well then i do this and like you know it has to be it's all a story like how can yeah. you capture this exactly. person's attention and to want to work with you too uh mm -hmm. so I, th I think that's always um uh the the trick there but i mean clearly the the relationships that you've built mm -hmm. already um they may not seem like it's paying off up front but like you're starting to see the fruits of, of that right like yeah and, and, and leverage those those relationships so why don't you kind of talk about um, and I, I think we've talked about it throughout the mm -hmm. um, various episodes we've had in, in terms of how you connected to the family office. Like what sort of tools have you used to um, reach out to these buyers or brokers mm -hmm. or, you know, you name it? So I've leveraged a lot of social media uh, with uh, my outreach, uh, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, um, now TikTok. But uh, I also leverage uh LinkedIn a lot and right um, you know not that's, many people that's, use LinkedIn I feel like no, people always think no. LinkedIn is for for finding jobs but it's so much more or it's becoming that exactly and they're they're changing their I I think a lot of their algorithms too to be more like other social media but more strictly for businessing and networking right. um and uh I I've been utilizing LinkedIn for you know the last year to help build my buyers list a lot, just reaching out to acquisition managers or acquisition directors. And then from there, if they connect with me, I connect with like the president or CEO of that particular fund or, you know, um, managing director or whatever it is and, um, or company. So I'm just, I, I'm just being more mindful of getting more people that um, I can send deals to in my markets and what does that um, look you know, like like show us an ex like what's an example uh, message that you would send to them yeah absolutely so uh, what i usually do is um i'll go on there and then i'll just search for uh, acquisition managers or acquisition directors and then they'll pull a list right and then i usually hit people um, mm -hmm. as a filter and then it'll show their job description as acquisition director or manager mm -hmm. and then if it's in the markets that I, I work I definitely connect with them right especially in California and then you know other markets that I'm in and then when I get a connection you know they connect with me back I'll send them a little message and saying you know thank thanks for connecting you know um I have properties available in, in your market. What are some of your criteria? I'd love to do business with you, right? Mm -hmm. Or I, I may say, you know, I would love to grab a coffee or, you know, um, since we're close by, um, just to get your, you know, just to get to know you a little bit better, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, so I just drop little nuggets in there to in, in the message, just letting you know that what I do and, um, you know, what, Right. Because they're always looking for deals. I mean, acquisition managers are always looking for deals. So right. anything you can say within the message that allows them to know that you are um, someone that can provide them deals, then they'll hit you back for sure. I know. I, I love that. Um, yeah. I, and within the group, within our group, um, I know Zach, he's another coach within Chris Jefferson's group. And I told him about the what I do in LinkedIn. He's like, man, I don't even have LinkedIn. And so right. he started LinkedIn and then he texted me like two days later and said, man, I found my, my buyer I've been looking for, for, for a while. Um, just messaging him on LinkedIn. I was like, man, that's great. I'm so happy for you. So, so it does work. And um, that's one of the things I, I leverage for sure. But going back to your original question about, you know, with a family office, it was, 
a situation where I had connected with a lot of people on Facebook. And then I think I saw, um, you know, a suggested um, friends mm -hmm. on there. And then um, uh, under her name was family office. And I was like, hmm. so I just clicked on it, connected, liked a few of her posts and stuff like that. And then that's when I had the eight apartment um you right. know, uh, deal under contract. So I just said, what the heck, I'm just going to pitch it. So I, had, I, um, told her, I private messaged her and said, Hey, you know, uh, I enjoy your content. Uh, I would love to connect by the way. I have a eight unit apartment complex that are under contract. Not sure if you're interested, just let me know. And then she was like, you know, what's your number? And she called and we talked about it. And that's kind of mm -hmm. the first connection like, you know, it was because of a deal. And that's the right. best entry point to get to any buyer is having a deal. Oh, yeah, you got to have a deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like that, you know, the door is cracked when you have a deal. I mean, a lot of the times when you don't have a deal, the door is shut and you're just just like you're talking to sellers, you're cold calling them. Right. And uh, right. Um, but, you know, with a deal, you have the door already cracked. So. Um, it's an opportunity for you to actually, you know, talk about the deal, but also talk about what you do. Yeah. And um, I think that's a great point. Uh, definitely if you have a deal, but if you're just starting out, I mean, it depends. I've heard uh, yeah. where it's like, okay, focus on getting sellers and getting that deal. But then I mm -hmm. hear other people like, hey, focus on building relationships with buyers. But then people are like, well, you need a deal. Like, you know, like, like you mentioned, but I think mm -hmm. either way, it, like as long as you're taking action, you can still like, as you're looking to get your deal, you can still network with buyers. Some right. people may not, you know, cause they're like, okay, you know, it depends on the person, right? Some people sure. may be kind enough to follow up, be like, uh, yeah, this is our criteria or they'll email you, um, you know, their, their criteria. Cause a lot of times they have like, um, their requirements in like a PDF or something right. um, that they'll right. share with you, but you can do both as you're building uh, your list as well. And I think that's like really the power of LinkedIn. And it doesn't matter like what industry you're in. Cause that was mm -hmm. something uh, me, you know, cause I'm in like product and, and tech. When mm -hmm. I did the transition from like nonprofits working with nonprofits to like, Hey, I, I want to get in tech as a, as a designer. Um, I'm, I'm switching gears in completely different industries um, you know, you're walking to the tech world. It's a whole different world compared yeah. to anything else. Um, but I leveraged LinkedIn as well in, in that format and, um, the same strategies that I use there, I, I definitely can use in real estate as well, because what, mm -hmm. what you did is you set your profile up too. So unless mm -hmm. you have a nine to five, it may be different, but you want like your LinkedIn profile page, you want it to like, look like, okay, I'm the owner of X company. Mm -hmm. Or um, I'm, a, I'm a real estate investor because that's going to pop too. If you're messaging mm -hmm. someone and they see like, oh, they're you're a real estate investor. Like there, there's power in that. And, you know, maybe mm -hmm. if, unless you said um, you didn't really have anything in your profile, they may not really want to reply back because they're like, who the hell is this person? They don't even have a, a photo. Right. They don't have. So like, like just the same thing you do in IG or TikTok where you have a profile mm -hmm. picture, have like a nice picture on LinkedIn, a profile Absolutely. like that shouldn't take that's free. That's no time, um, <laughs> much yeah. time to take in that. Uh, but it's just reaching out to people that like just stick out with you. If it's something, somebody that um, you're kind of like, oh, that person seems kind of cool or like they're in my area and just kind of reach out and like add value mm -hmm. first. We always say that. Don't 100%. Just, um, you know, even if like you don't have a deal, just be like, hey, listen, like, um, you know, I'm an investor in this area and I just want to connect because I'm really, I really like what you guys are doing what your company's doing. And I, you mm -hmm. know, when it, I would love to help out in any way, you know, you're free for coffee or connect on the phone or whatever the case may be. Whereas, you know, people, um, may come at it like, Hey, what can you do for me? Um, so yeah, approaching it that yeah. way, I, I think is really key. Uh, but you're marketing yourself in a lot of times mm -hmm. when you're working with cash buyers. Um, so you want to present yourself as a certain way. Um, it's, it's building your brand. Uh, and that's what takes, you know, um, you from a hustle to like a real business in the long game, as, as we've talked about. So um, yeah, I love that you've leveraged awesome. LinkedIn and other social medias, because I, I think that's so underrated right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, going back to the message, I always say that, uh, you know, how can I provide you value? Right. Right. I, I don't, I don't really ask them, you know, um, you know, I can do this all for you or whatever the case may be, or, you know, what you can do for me type of thing. I'm, I'm all about like, you know, how can I bring you value? I have a certain, you know, expertise in the industry, you know, um, what, what do you kind of need help with? Or, you know, it might not be that it's a deal. It might not, it might be like, Hey, you know, um, you know, can you look at this particular deal or, you know, it, it just all depends because especially dealing with brokers, right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I network with a lot of brokers and um, especially on the commercial and, you know, multifamily um, side of things. It's it, it's building that rapport with them to have them feel comfortable because they they have buyers and uh, they have those relationships. But for them to be comfortable and say, hey, send me a deal or send me um, one of your deals that you have contracts on, then, um, you know, it's that's that's kind of golden. Right. And then they mm-hmm. pass it on to them. And then you just work out the deal, like deal points and, you know, what's the split or, you know, and that's all about, you know, that business and, you know, mm-hmm. being upfront and honest about like what, what your intentions are, how we're going to make money together and uh, build that rapport with, um, you know, those brokers as well too. So I think yeah. just adding value and how you can help that person, um, whether they're acquisitions or a broker or, you know, another investor. Yeah, absolutely. And this all falls under disposition, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. buyers, you know, if you're, we're talking right. about the business. Uh, so people don't think about it. Like you should create a process for that. Um, Cause mm-hmm. if you're going into uh, let's just say you started from scratch, you're going into a new market, for example, um, where you don't have any relationships kind of like, where would you start from there? Like what, what's the, what's the process? And maybe for some, it's like, okay, I'm going to call, uh, call by cash buyers or, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to reach, I'm going to do uh, a few posts, um, on mm-hmm. LinkedIn or Facebook, or my process is, um, you know, reach out to 10 investors or 10 brokers, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I think to really treat it like a business, there has to be a process and this is why so many people are able to scale so quickly in new markets is because they have a disposition process. They have an acquisition mm-hmm. process. They have a transaction process. Um, it's right. literally, I think even Austin, who we had on last week, he talked about his process in opening with new markets. Um, mm-hmm. And like, you know, this is, this is how we, we generally do it. Um, so with like cash buyers, it, I mean, it's the mm-hmm. same way. Like, there's no excuse, no matter like what market you're in, you should be able to find somebody. And if, um, in, in your market and why market research is so good as well and important, if you can't find cash buyers in that market, then, you know, it's not, you're not going to be really successful. It's going to be really yeah. tough if you're starting out. Absolutely. So what would, if you were in a new market, kind of what would be your process, um, in leveraging and like re- creating relationships with buyers, agents, brokers, mm-hmm. And usually, um, like, let's say I go into a market, I, um, you know, first to see if there's cash buyers, I definitely do kind of the prop stream hack and see, you know, if there's, if I have a couple deals in the area, I definitely look and make sure that there's um, adequate buyers in the area. And then from there, I'm always like, you know, when we're in the business, we're always moving from deal to deal, or we have, we're trying to close this deal. Um, there's not really that time for, you know, actively looking for buyers, new buyers, right? We mm-hmm. have our uh, existing buyers, but I always set some time at in the evening time to go through like LinkedIn or my um you know, connections with people that I meet throughout the day, either mm-hmm. sending them an email or, um, you know, connecting them with, um, you know, in LinkedIn. And mm-hmm. what this is, you know, a secret that I, I kind of do is that I'll follow people, but some of these people actually post on to LinkedIn, like maybe something that they're developing, right? They might show a new development, but you realize in LinkedIn, they don't get a lot of engagement on Mm. their posts. And so when there's only like 10 people liking their posts, right? 
and no comments, you comment on it. They're mm. going to remember you commenting on their post because then they're going to recognize you. You're going to stand out from that point. So when you go yeah. back to messaging them, they're going to remember you because you're engaging on their posts. You're right? adding value to them one yep. way or another. And if they Absolutely. handle it correctly, they should, I mean, for the most part, they should reply back or at least hit you with a like or something. Um, Absolutely. I love Absolutely. that. So I usually spend time in the evening time before I go to bed to try to connect and uh, with people on LinkedIn. And that's been beneficial for me just to make new connections. But with a process of going into a new market, it's definitely, you know, trying to lock up a deal or JV with somebody that's already in the market and yeah. they have, you know, they have a buyer but then having um, a deal is just a little bit easier to engage other buyers. But my suggestion to you is as you, you know, get into this new market or as you're looking for buyers, you have to interview these buyers too. Right. Because a lot of these, yeah, exactly. A lot of these buyers might be wholesalers too. So it, it, you have to make sure that you're going to be dealing with the right person, ask for, you know, proof of funds, make sure may you know even ask for other deals that they have done in the area um yeah. kind of do your research on that buyer i know you don't have that much time to do it but spending some little time to actually research that right buyer is going to save you time and money in the long run right yeah that's a really great tip and um daisy chain like what, what is yeah. daisy chain um yeah yeah <laughs> so Daisy Change is probably usually another wholesaler that doesn't, um, you know, is acting like a buy an investor or acting like they have money, but mm -hmm. they don't. They're just going to source the deal to another, another. Um, investor, another buyer. Right. Um, but they might source it to another wholesaler that <laughs> right. has a buyer. So that that that's what we're calling the Daisy Chain because you know there's so many maybe you know, hands in the pot that, you know, right. you get bogged down and you don't know when, you know, you're going to get that deal closed or, you know, someone's going to, you know, just uh, take your deal, take your way. deal. Right. Right. Yeah. So you want to avoid those things. And some of the things are asking the appropriate questions, you know, um, and, you know, you know, how many deals have you done or, you know, what are some of the deals that you've closed on? Uh, do you have proof of funds can, that you can provide? You know, these are just just preliminary questions that you can try to eliminate some of the daisy chain. Um, oh, yeah. Or like, uh, hey, it's a $10,000 deposit. Um, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Stuff like, and sometimes some people will just be like, OK, yeah, sure. Because they like, especially if they're experienced daisy chainers, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> they'll, you know, exactly. they may have a fake. You can also get a fake proof of funds one way or another. Mm -hmm. So. That's Usually another a good way that I've heard is also asking for a, a copy of a HUD statement. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's one thing if like if I found them on PropStream and I know I can verify, OK, that's their LLC. They purchased the property or they have a um, a, a huge portfolio. Uh, I may ask mm -hmm. for a few things still um, just to verify. But you don't maybe have to be as uh, intense in your process as like when you verify somebody is in fact like does have an LLC. But if, if you're mm -hmm. posting in Facebook groups or stuff like Craigslist, you don't want right. to just throw your deal out. Um, so a few few tips in terms of like how to market once you have a, mm -hmm. a deal, how to market on um, whether it's social media or Facebook or Craigslist is uh, you don't typically want to show the address, uh, mm -hmm. maybe a few, some vague pictures, uh, but for sure, like the property conditions, just the basic information. And then you, you can just mention, hey, if you um, if you're interested, you know, uh, please email me here or give me a call or text uh, and, you know, we'll send more pictures um, because right. a lot, especially if you're starting out. Um, and you'll get this a lot. You'll get so many replies back, like share, share the address with me. Like mm -hmm. you're such a scam, like, you know, and, and that's usually another indicator. Either somebody is like that, um, 
you know, well-known and is like mm -hmm. a, one of those big buyers that's like, Hey, I don't have time to answer these questions. And even then I'm like, you're a dick. I don't even want to work with mm -hmm. you. Um, right. Right. Or uh, people will just be like, this is ridiculous. Blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, this is our standard. This is our standard practice um, for every deal. I'm sure right. you understand. You wouldn't want anybody, you know, so um, this is why it's also important to build your buyers list. So you don't really necessarily have to, post it in those groups uh, and deal mm -hmm. with that you have like um you know but even now like somehow i'm added to people's uh buyers list i'm like how did, that, know, how did that happen um so you're able to and people will just blast deals um mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's uh yeah it, it is interesting um how everything is done I, i'm like how did you get my email i don't remember like posting it anywhere <laughs> um but that's also another way to kind of source deals like hey this person posted this deal like let yeah. me just reach out <laughs> so yeah yeah and that's funny because you know since i deal with the, on the family office side it's you know i get like deals sent to me kind of all the time just with the networking with brokers and all of that so which is great because if it's not a deal for you know us it might be a deal for you know a wholesale situation or anything right. that's why i love having both sides of the business right and um and you know just you know talking with people i mean i i had a i even talked to like a managing um partners for a brokerage you know uh, a couple weeks ago and you know we're just talking about different deals and then different opportunities and you know they heavily rely on their alumni from their college that mm -hmm. you know they reach out to to get listings and you know um you know other opportunities and and i told them that you know if, if anything that's off market or something that you think uh, might fit in the commercial side we we definitely would look at the look at that um deal right and mm -hmm. so they're like okay great let's you know let's try to do business and and it's it's funny because when you are in this business for a little bit you kind of get exclusivity on your buyers list mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. people want to be on your buyers list because they know that you do deals right, right. and so so they're saying you know how can i get added to your buyers list and you know so you'll as you get into this business more and start doing more deals, more buyers are, are going to be, you know, knowledge of, uh, you know, have knowledge of you in this, in your market. Right. So they might say, Hey, how do I add myself to your buyers list? So that's, that's a good thing from you networking and doing deals and closing deals on a regular basis. Yeah, absolutely. And something like uh, IG or TikTok, that's kind mm -hmm. of becoming more uh, where people are um, just reaching out. It's it's so easy. Just, you know, hit them on I their know, DMs. Right, um, right, right. And I, I at least, I don't try to get anything out if I do message. I'm like, hey, I love what you're doing. Keep it up. Yep. I would love to uh, connect one at some point, but appreciate everything that you do. Let me know if there's anything I can help. And just something like that, or like even commenting. Um, on their posts uh, as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, right. I think the LinkedIn like tip is is great and all and all, um, but also like getting engagement because if they're mm -hmm. really are uh, focused on like engaging with their uh, in those platforms, they're going to reply back. So mm -hmm. um, I think that's a that's a great that's a great way to leverage like relationships. And I think another one that we we haven't really talked about because you know with COVID, but attending events uh mm -hmm. rias um or conferences you know that's something we're going to be attending next week a uh, multi-family mm -hmm. conference uh and that's always a really great opportunity to just um you know just get your elevator pitch ready so that's something uh where it's like people are, like people are going to are look, mainly go to conferences it's not really about the topics i mean that, mm -hmm. that i'm sure we'll learn a lot but it's really the people that you're going to meet and right. being in that right. space uh, where people are closing millions, billions of deals, you want to like, you know, in a way you're rubbing shoulders. So you want to present yourself and like, hey, this is what I do. I uh, would love mm -hmm. to network. Um, so th that's also another great way to uh, just connect with people is is attending these events. Like look up, um, I think meetup.com is a great way. Mm -hmm. There's always like a ton of um great uh real estate just type in like real estate investing or real estate and just mm -hmm. see what pops up 
you just look up your local RIA because there you'll see cash buyers. You'll see other investors, wholesalers that you can like meet in person um, and really kind of see like, uh, you know, give a, maybe a view under the hood of like what, what their process is like, um, and, and conferences. Um, and I think mm -hmm. another tip too, is, uh, you know, instead of driving for, for dollars, like drive for buyers, like mm -hmm. people are looking mm -hmm. for builders all the time. Like if, That's you know, especially point. if you focus on lots and stuff, like drive around, like look for builders or developers or whatever the case may be, or if there's like a new development going on, like, you know, see who's, who's uh, developing it and then reach out perhaps by email or by phone. They always have their phone number. It's always like developed by, mm -hmm. you know, company uh, reach us at, and they'll have a website or something. Um, so it's just like little things like that, that we don't really think about when we're starting out or, um, you know, getting started. So yeah. I mean, those are just easy things that you can do um, to just put yourself out there. Yeah, I, I love that because, you know, I think I stopped over at a construction site last week and then talked to some of the workers there. And the GC wasn't there, but the general contract wasn't there. But uh, they said they, you know, run into the owner a lot. And, um, you know, he invests in other properties that they're working on. I was like, well, you know, give them my information. I said, if it works out, you know, I'll definitely put you in my phone and then I'll give you a thousand dollar referral, you know, if we close a deal or something, you know, so they're like, Oh really? You know? So it's just like, was this just like know, the workers or something? Yeah, or? It was just the workers, you know, and you know, the general contractor wasn't there. And I said, you know, if you get a chance to talk to the GC or the owner at some time, you know, pass them my information and, we have deals all the time. So if it's something that, you know, closes, then, you know, I, I would thank you for the business. So mm -hmm. that's how I would thank you. It's just a referral fee. Yeah. Do you have like business cards or is it just kind of like, Hey, here's my number. Yeah. Um, I usually, my business card is a digital business card. So, you know, right. I, you can just tap it and then it goes on their phone easily. But if they don't have that, then I'll just give them my, you know, cell phone and have them call, call me. Um, and you know, it, it's just, you know, it's nowadays it's so simple, right? I don't really have a business card that I send out. Um, everybody right. loves the digital business card. They're like, I've never seen that before. And I was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty convenient. So yeah. What do you, what, what's, uh, what do you use for that digital business card? It's a, a what do you call it? A NF, uh, it's the same technology that you use to, um, pay with your credit card, the tap card. Right. Oh, like Apple so, Pay kind of thing. Yeah, similar to Apple Pay. So I just have a um, uh, like a plastic card that I can just set on the counter and then they just, you know, tap it and then my information will pop up and they can download my, um, you know, all my contact information right there. So it has links to, you know, our podcast it has links to, you know, all my social media, but also uh, where they can download my all my, you know, phone number, email, all that stuff. So nice. Yeah. It's just little stuff like that. Um, I, th I think it's really, uh, it's really not that hard. I think either people are lazy or they kind of don't mm -hmm. know, maybe they're scared too of like, you know, of putting themselves out there of looking, cause it can be intimidating. Like somebody like mm -hmm. me talking to a hedge fund or like a big right. time investor initially, I was just kind of like, you, you want to like, and this is where you really treat it as a long game. You want to um, sound a certain way too. Like, you know, sure. you, you know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're trying to get into multifamily, you want to uh, learn like the terminology because you mm -hmm. want to, you want to, I don't want to say you want to appear fake or like where, mm -hmm. you know, but you kind of are faking it till you make it right. Like in terms of mm -hmm. the uh, understanding or knowing what to ask for or um, presenting yourself a certain way. Cause if they'll, they'll be able to smell you if you're like completely new, uh, which is, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's okay. Um, but you, you just want to like present yourself of like, Hey, this is, um, this is how, you know, this is what I do. Uh, and just mm -hmm. being confident with that, maybe practicing, like, how would you pitch who you, what you do, um, mm -hmm. and just being confident in that. Uh, but I, I think, I think that's probably maybe what's holding people back is they, they're a little intimidated. Um, were mm -hmm. you ever intimidated or 
was it just kind of a thing especially like meeting somebody in person like i mean mm -hmm. you, i know that you've kind of connected with bigger investors down in like the la area they've mm -hmm. taken you places what's kind of been a way for you to be like holy shit like i'm you know i'm connecting with yeah here. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been quite an experience like i was uh it I think when I first, especially on the multifamily, I was super nervous. I didn't know if I was saying the right thing or saying the right terminology, you know, but I kind of knew enough to be dangerous type of thing. Right. So, um, so I was like learning on the fly type of thing, mm. but I was able to build that enough confidence to where, you know, it, it is a good deal. And what I'm saying is right. I, I felt like I knew just, a little bit more than the real estate agent that had it had mm. listed, right? So that kind of helped me build my confidence from there. But, you know, getting in these rooms to where you're talking about, you know, multi-million dollar deals and, and um, with these investors, it's, you know, a lot of listening, right? It's not more of you kind of talking to assert yourself as the expert per se. It's more... Uh, listening in these rooms to where you're, you're talking to them and talking about deals. And, and it's what you realize is that when you're talking real estate, it applies to $100,000 deals to $200 million deals, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's basically the same. It's just bigger numbers, right? And that's the one thing that made me realize like, you know, hey, it's, it's not really about right the the number it's just about the quality of the deal like everything mm. has a certain um breaking point whether it's a deal or not right? right and um you know with residential it's more like the comps in their area like for commercial it's more about the numbers and if um you know the cap rates are right or the financials are correct or you mm -hmm. know the location is great you know so it's it's a lot of more a lot more factors um but same type of energy if if i can say that right. um regarding uh real estate right so when i got to the point where i was comfortable talking just about real estate and um getting familiar with some of these uh, take our terminology right it was uh, a lot easier for me to uh, be comfortable in the, these rooms it is intimidating right. I meant but my partnership with the family office was coming from a place of learning right and they knew that I wanted to be at a certain level but also learn how to be there so yeah you're um, never too big for you know, when you're starting out, you didn't come off like, oh, I know what I'm doing no, or, you know, no, it's, not uh, at all. yeah, it's like they took you under, under their wing. Uh, mm -hmm. and I think the same thing, like you build rapport with sellers, you're building rapport with, um, you know, we talk about listening to your sellers, listen for the problems. It's the same thing with buyers. You want to listen to the buy with, with the buyers, um, and build rapport with them, uh, and always right. consider, you know, I'm a big advocate of the go-giver where it's just like, Hey, when you're, when you're connecting with somebody, like, listen, like, mm -hmm. listen to what, what they have going on and um, see what how you can help. With, yeah. With that. And we, we, we've, we've talked about that plenty of times. Um, and that's it. That's all. That's all it is. You don't want to be like you said, be the one talking. Uh, you know, you want to sound like you're an expert, but there's so many ways you can do that um, without like talking their ear off, for example, because mm -hmm. uh, they may not want to work with you if, if that's the case. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's just important to really listen when you're in those rooms because you can take a lot from that. Uh, even though you might not have said a lot, right? You're you're just absorbing a lot. So when you're, right. you know, you're the follow up person, really. You know, you follow up with that particular uh, broker or deal, or you know, you're in constant communication with um, both sides. So definitely um you're gonna have your voice in in the deal but uh, ultimately when you first you know come across something and you're you you get into these calls or rooms and you're just you know kind of listening and then you know where you can provide value for either right. side if that's the case 
Yeah, absolutely. You can leverage relationships when you meet people like, hey, I know this person that's in commercial and development. Hey, let's connect. Mm -hmm. Let me connect you. Um, that's mm -hmm. where it's like you're the go giver. Because what a lot mm -hmm. of people do is they, they keep everything to themselves being like, well, I don't want you going ahead. So uh, mm -hmm. I think that's a great, great tip. It looks like we got yeah. some questions. What's going on, Dalen? Uh, hold on. What's up, Dalen? Hold on. Question isn't showing up on here. Okay. Oh, there we go. There uh -oh. we go. What's the digital card called? Oh, you know crap. Um, I don't have it right now. And I think it's called a NF. It's not a NFT. It's a, um, I don't know the name of it. I can't we'll, say We'll get right back now, to you, Dalen. Yeah, we'll get back to you, Dalen, about that. <laughs> awesome. And then we got Ngozi. What's going on, girl? Uh, that's What's the up? honest struggle. Building that solid cash buyers list. Hedge funds are quite picky with deals. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think that's kind of the, the thing and why you kind of want to um, hedge funds. Yeah. It's like, Hey, I have a deal and they'll tell you right away, whether it isn't like, whether you get the requirements up front from them so that it's like, okay, this, this deal doesn't fit in their requirements. So I'm not even going to send it to them. Um, I think is, is important, but kind of try the tips that we talked about, like reach out to some people on LinkedIn, um, look out for uh, on Instagram, look for, um, or if it's like, if you find them on LinkedIn and you have a name, like look up their name on Instagram or on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So that's another way to, to, um, connect. Cause you'll get to know them on, on a personal level on, on Instagram for the most part. I mean, I think everybody almost has an, an Instagram at this point or mm -hmm. a, a, maybe a TikTok. Um, but I would copy their name, whatever you find acquisition manager or whatever on, 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 uh, LinkedIn, like, Mm -hmm. paste that thing on a uh, Facebook, paste it on, on IG and, and just see what you come up with and kind of do the same process. Um, that's helped me. And also, uh, the prop stream hack, I was able to, um, actually with one of my deals, which kind of trickled into a relationship with the buyer is, um, I had locked up a deal and, um, it was taking me a while. I had found a buyer, um, but the price was super low. It was like, 15 K less than what I got mm. it locked up for. So I was like, shit, like I'm gonna have to really, um, or I think it was like 10 K less or something like that. I was like, dang, I'm gonna have to renegotiate. I was like, is that the best you can do? Mm -hmm. And, and they're like, yeah, because of X, Y, and Z, we'll have to demo. It was like a really old house on like a big lot. Um, so it would basically be a, a demo and like a new build from there. Um, so I, um, I reached out and they had, um, they gave me the price. So I finally, I was like, okay, there's no other buyers biting. Uh, let me just go ahead and, uh, get this, uh, go, go talk to the buyer to get it, um, the price down. So the mm -hmm. buyer was kind of thinking about it. And then, uh, I was able to get him down. Uh, actually it was, uh, to, I think from 65 or from, yeah, 65 down to 50 or something like mm, that. Wow. Um, and he, he uh, because he had no options, uh, he really needed to sell. And um, so I was like, okay, cool. Hey, buyer, I have, I, I'm ready to go. You know, are you still down? He was like, yeah, sure. And then I, I send the assignment agreement. Um, he signs it, but I have a clause in my assignment that's like, hey, if funds aren't delivered to escrow by, uh, I think I have like a business day or a day um, then the, the agreement is invalid or is voided. Um, and mm -hmm. he wasn't submitting his EMD and I was like, what's going on? I tried calling him. I tried emailing him. He did not, mm. uh, reach back out. And I was like, what the hell? Like, right. This right. is a well-known like builder and a buyer in, in the, my local area. Um, and then literally a day later, like in my, at my title, the escrow officer is trying to hit him up. Mm -hmm. No, like no success. I was like, I, I just knew I'm like, this isn't a good sign. Like any, and that's mm -hmm. another thing with buyers, which is why you have to request a, a good chunk of EMD. That's reasonable to the price. Of course. Um, some people standardize 10 K EMD. Like you never know with buyers. Like that's how you can also tell how serious a buyer, they may be a real buyer, but maybe, you know, stuff happens and they mm -hmm. just, you know, cause if you think about it, a buyer, they're dealing with several projects going on left and right funds sometimes they don't have any funds so that's what happened with my buyer he finally got back to me he's like i'm so sorry we can't do this we were we're low on funds we're uh we're we're managing six projects right now and i was like 
you should have just let me know. Like in the way he did it, like he never got back to me until I, I had to like call them my escrow officer. So I was like, you know what? Uh, nah, man, I, I'm not, I'm not going to work mm -hmm. with you anymore, but I had to start from scratch. I'm like, shit. Okay. I renegotiated the price. So that's a good mm -hmm. point. Let me try right. marketing. So, uh, I did the prop stream hack found, um, an LLC that bought a property not too far from mine, another development. Um, mm -hmm. and I, um, I looked them up cause I try to find their, um, their information on open corporates. I couldn't find it. Uh, and I found a website once I kind of did some more digging, I reached mm -hmm. out to them and we were able to close in 10 days. Um, like really, That's really awesome. quick. Um, but that relationship, because I brought him a really good deal. Um, mm -hmm. he was like, he called me like maybe a, a couple weeks. I think he went on like vacation and came back. He's like, Hey, Gladia, I like what, um, I really liked kind of, um, you know, how do you source your deals? I'm just a one man person. Um, and I mm -hmm. think he, he, uh, double closes on some properties or does like wholesales land and stuff. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't buy every property, but he was like, how do you, how do you do it? Like, I would love to work out like where I can, you know, I'm the, I'll, I'll be the buyer and, you know, you just bring me deals. So that's kind of what I've been doing where I, I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket. I've kind sure. of built up a buyer's list. But I know who to go to first because like you mm -hmm. he'll sometimes send me lists as well. He'd be like, hey, these are some properties I found, like hit them up. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of where I've like leveraged a relationship and we'll have phone calls uh, and just talk about like what whatever it is. So it's just again, you never know, like if you bring somebody a really mm -hmm. good deal and it's like a home run deal, even like uh, right. where it's a win win. Like right. that's a way to like really build relationships that I didn't know was going to come. I, I've closed mm -hmm. two other deals since with him because of that's it. That's awesome. Um, so uh, I think Ngozi, if, if you're still on, um, just, you know, try to just reach out yourself, maybe not going through the traditional Facebook group or whatever, but mm -hmm. LinkedIn, um, see what you find uh, or, you know, call some people uh, or if you have a deal, um, you know, see what see how you can add value so um mm -hmm. really great way to to build a buyer's list uh we got another question how are you both marketing deals to your buyers you want to go take that tim yeah um right now what i do is i have just a, i have a handful of you know quality buyers in my market so one of the biggest things i do is just give a soft like call to them or soft message. Hey, I have a deal in this area or this zip code or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, just give them a brief overview without giving them too much details. And they yeah. said, yeah, send it over. No, we're pass on that deal. So I just do it like a kind of soft pitch, um, to my, to my buyers. And then, um, some of my buyers just want me to send everything to them. Right. So I'll just send it to them in an email and then I just market it uh, that way. If it's somewhere that I, ha I don't have extensive buyers list, then what I'll do is, you know, kind of tap into my, uh, you know, the ones that I purchased and, and, mm -hmm. or if I have people that are in that market, I'm, I'm willing to JV, like, you know, I don't want to. Um, I might have two more other deals that I'm working on and I don't have time to, you know, source the buyer on that. So I, I'll just pull the JV card and be happy to JV with uh, someone yeah. that has a buyer in that area. So um, that's kind of how I market. I don't really kind of right now, I don't really traditionally market the Facebook way anymore um, because I do have established buyers in my, in my markets that I go to, but I'm, I'm constantly doing the LinkedIn networking and then also talking about my business daily so yeah that's that's huge uh because if if we all know as we learn in real estate it's all about speed like mm -hmm. if you should be able to turn around the deal within 24 hours or 48 hours the the max if it's taking you a little bit longer doesn't mean you won't find a buyer but speed kills deals speed kills momentum everything mm -hmm. Because especially that was kind of one of my main issues with um, like being solopreneur, right? And like why mm -hmm. you should leverage JVing is if I'm focused and I have like a nine to five too, if I'm focusing on this deal, like getting it locked up once, because once you get locked up, it's like the whole process, right? You got to get the, the agreement out and then, mm -hmm. um, you know, then you, you go straight to marketing to buyers. So for me, I don't submit to the escrow officer until I have both 
documents. I could, but I've learned, I was like, I'm not going to put it through. I'm like, if I have a buyer, then of course that makes sense. Cause if I, if, if it doesn't work out, I just cancel with, with the, I, I still send them an, um, the seller a cancellation, uh, mm -hmm. form that just says, Hey, it's, it's voided, blah, blah, blah. Um, but for me, I, I'm, I'm literally like, okay, how, how can I find a buyer? Let me hit up my buyer's lists. Uh, and especially if you're a virtual market, maybe you may start out doing the Facebook thing. Um, if you haven't established a good market or a good um, buyer's list. Uh, but I've also, like you said, started connecting with other people in that network as well. Um, if, if, if it's something, cause I, if anything, I rather would JV, uh, but you know, we've definitely watched our JV episode and like things to look <laughs> out for because you know, sometimes it's, it can be tricky. Uh, yeah. you have to also do your due diligence. So if it's somebody that you do know, uh, and even if it's somebody you do know, you have to kind of also like get a feel for them. Like, okay, do you like with the thing with JVing is like, they have to work as hard as I do. They have to be as committed as, and invested as I, as I am. So it's really important to lay out those roles. Um, but it, it depends on what market. So my local market as well, I don't do the Facebook thing. Uh, I first reach out to my first buyer that I talked about and there, you know, can be pretty, really candid. I'll just be like, Hey, you know, here's a lead. Um, you know, I think the price can be around this price point. You let me know what you, what you think that here's the conditions. And usually for me, he'll be like, Oh, you know what? The County is a little annoying with, um, you know, they're requiring, they're requiring this for, um, for, uh, lots. So mm -hmm. it's going to cost me 16 K to get at this price point. So we'll have to be at, at this price point. I'll be like, well, do you have some wiggle room? So I try and negotiate with him a little bit. Um, but mm -hmm. I'm able to get a price from him just from like conversating. Um, and so if, if it's way off, then like, then I'll kind of connect with other buyers that I have that are in that area. But I always go to him first because we've developed a really strong relationship. Um, so uh, once, once I have that and it works with, with this first buyer, then it's, it's crazy. It's a weird, in a weird way I'm JVing with him because he has mm -hmm. his connections with an escrow officer or a title company, uh, he goes into the property, does the due diligence himself. So it's like, you're paying me, but we're JVing together. It's, it's kind of weird. Right, um, right, right. But it's like, once I hand it off to him, I'm just keeping him updated on the seller. He's keeping me updated on this, the, um, the process. So, um, that, that's really helped out. But it like, once you establish a good buyer's list, like you won't really have to do the the full Facebook marketing mm -mm. Uh, or the Facebook yeah Facebook posts Craigslist posts um, you know once you like I, and I think this is why it's important for people to also market to to buyers or cash buyers so that they have a substantial list that they can email to um, so you're gonna have your top buyers that you should always send deals to if it fits their criteria and that's mm -hmm. another thing is like you learn your your knowledge of like what a good deal is is also like their requirements. You can be like, no, I'm not going to waste their time in sending them this deal. I'm going to send them this because it fits their criteria, stuff like that mm -hmm. area code. Um, so yeah, those, I kind of was like went all over the place, but that's kind of like things that I do um, to market deals to, to buyers. No, that was good. I mean, I think, um, and that relationship that you have with your buyer, it works, you know, and you, you may have, yeah. A lot of people have different relationships with different buyers and, you know, different ways of handling things. But it sounds like what you're going through with this particular buyer works for the both of you. And, you know, you've closed a couple of deals with each other. So it, it yeah. it's a good relationship. Yeah, exactly. We're, you know, it's a, as long as it's a win-win on both sides. Mm -hmm. It's like for him, he's like, hey, as long as the deal's good, he's like, I don't care how much you make. And that's how like you want buyers to say that. Because there's going to sure. be buyers, and which is why people double close, right, mm -hmm. for certain deals. Because mm -hmm. they're like, um, you know, I don't trust the buyers. Which, you know, <laughs> I understand. Like, you know, you're dealing with one deal right now where you're going to double close because, you know, it's mm -hmm. a substantial amount possibly. Right. So, right. um, you know, I, I still think, yeah, having a process, having a good title company, uh, which we didn't really talk about too, which is kind of part of like um, connecting with uh, cash buyers is connecting with the title company. They have, they work with cash buyers all the time. Um, so that's always a good way to be like, Hey, like who have you closed with? Or do you have any deals or just stuff like that? Um, so we can go on and on. I know we've been on for over <laughs> an hour now. Um, right. Right. I feel like we're just kind of getting started, but 
Exactly. Um, yeah, but no, I, I think I think there's uh, this is kind of an area when you're starting out, you don't really you only focus on the seller acquisition side, but there's the disposition is probably like tougher, I think, mm -hmm. than, than yeah. doing acquisitions. Yeah, and maybe what we can do is, um, I guess, what's this Wednesday, maybe later this week or something, get on IG Live and, you know, talk Absolutely. more about it and then have, have people ask questions about, you know, the buyers. Because, I mean, this is very important because this is how you actually get to deal. How you get paid. Uh, close. Yeah, exactly. How you get paid. So. I love it. And there's a few things where we're in the works as well with, um, you know, we're working on a wholesaling course, very basic mm -hmm. kind of stuff uh, for people starting out. Uh, so definitely be on the lookout for that. And uh, yeah, doing IG lives for sure on a regular basis, whether it's related to the topic we talk about on, on you know, throughout the week or, mm -hmm. you know, it can be about whatever we'll be talking about. So uh, really excited, though. Appreciate you guys in, in the comments and posting your questions. Um, love to see the engagement, um, but hope you guys got a lot out of it. You can reach out to us anytime on IG. I'm yep. on real estate, Claudia or Mr. Team REI or uh, our get the bag podcast on IG, get underscore the bag podcast, uh, like share all, yep. all the things that we talk about. Um, Absolutely. Appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, really excited to kind of share. Uh, I think we'll be on next Wednesday as I think I travel we travel Thursday uh, for the mm -hmm. conference. So excited for the weeks to come after that to share like what we've learned, especially in the multifamily space um, mm -hmm. and like networking with people. So that can even also kind of be another topic. But uh, thank you guys so much for tuning yeah. in with us. Anything you want to leave the the people with, Tim? No, I appreciate y'all. And thank you uh, for everything. And thank you for all your comments. And we appreciate all the love that you've been giving us um, on the platform, um, listening on podcasts, and then also on social media. So, you know, That's until it. next week. Yep. All right, guys, have a great day. Let's crush it. And uh, yeah, catch you guys next week, 8 a.m. E uh, Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. See y'all. <laughs> all right. Bye.